Hola chicos, welcome to the Monday podcast. It's your host, Denise Hunter. And wow, como están? How are you guys? <laughs> it's been a while. I hate when I start and stop with the recording of the podcast, but you know, that's life. I hope you guys have been well. Yo he estado super feliz, super ocupada. I've been super happy, super busy, but life has been really sweet. I mean, I think 2023 really started off with a bang. We've all, I feel like everyone on my timeline, on feed, like people I've been talking to, everyone is saying the same thing, that they're burnt out already. 2023 really just started, started, you know, hot and heavy, fast. <laughs> and here we are. I went on a really great trip to London and Paris. I went with my, with my mamita. Mi querida mami, a.k.a. Miss Elvia Laterman, my mom. I went with my best friend, Renata, and I went with my oldest kid, Leslie, who is about to graduate high school, God willing, in June, and she'll be off to college, which is insane. Her, I had my daughter, as you guys may know, at 18, and she is 18 now, and going off to college, and I just... I literally cannot believe it. I won't believe my eyes until she, I see her walk across that stage, you know, for graduation. And I actually drive her to her dorms because it seems so unreal to me. And, and also, I'm not trying to put her business out there, but she has a lot of work to still do in order to graduate. It's so surreal, though, because... You know, when I had my daughter at 18, I felt such tremendous guilt. And I talk about guilt on this podcast a lot, which I'm trying not to do because I want this podcast to be uplifting. And I don't want it like everything I see about Latinos and Latino culture and being first gen is like everything is so hard. Our families are so toxic. You know, everything is so sad. And I want it to be the opposite, right? I want it to be. Yes, my family's toxic, but I love them anyway. And because of our dynamic, I'm able to show up in the world as this, right? Okay, yes, for being first gen is extremely hard and you have to grow up fast and and you have to translate for these adults and you're coping and you, you have all these traumas, but I show up in the world this much better because of all of that. I can be who I am now because of all of that and I don't have to pass those things on to the next generation because I'm doing the work now, right? And I want to celebrate our culture and I want to celebrate our families despite their toxic culture at times. I want to laugh about it. I want to I want to talk about the goodness in our families as well. And I I do realize that the the traumas and the toxicity in some of our families and in our culture is very real and very triggering at times. But there is also a playfulness to us. There is also a lot of fun. There's a lot of, you know, love and a lot to celebrate, right? So with that said, I did have a lot of guilt. I experienced a lot of guilt when I got pregnant at 18 because I felt like my parents' struggle and their sacrifices were in vain because I ended up getting pregnant. Like, what was the point of them coming here, busting their ass, working, you know, jobs that they are beyond overqualified for, right? All of the turmoil, everything that they experienced being in this country as immigrants, being undocumented for years, not being able to see their families. And then especially me, like I had the extreme privilege of going to private school my whole life 
and I lived in a very urban area. Like it wasn't something that was affordable, but my dad made it a point to make my education a priority and put me in private school my whole life. And I got pregnant still. Like I went to a, a an all girls Catholic private school that was, you know, one of the best in the city, if not the state. And it was just, I felt like I was a failure and that I was not, that I, I his sacrifice, that my parents' sacrifice bore no fruit because of how I turned out, right? Because I got pregnant. And here we are 18 years later, right? My daughter is a beautiful kid who I love and admire. She drives me insane, of course, because she's a teenager. But I look at this term sacrifice, right, and what it means. So when I had my daughter at 18, was that a sacrifice or was that a hard choice? You know, for me in the moment, it didn't feel like I was making a sacrifice, you know, to have this kid. It was more so I felt so strongly about having her, having this baby, and that I could do it all and that I would pull it off. It was just a hard decision, a hard choice that I had to make, but it didn't feel like a sacrifice. It just felt like something I had to do. Mind you, I had choices. I had choices. Everyone and their mama tried to talk me out of it. Like They were like, you can do this. And I knew what I could do. I knew what choices I had available. And it wasn't anything religious or anything. It was just literally something in my gut telling me I had to have this baby. No pressure, Leslie. And I had her. I had her and it never felt like a sacrifice. It never felt like that. It just felt like a hard choice and I had to deal with the consequences of that hard choice. And I, you know, of course you make your hard, when you have kids, you're making your life a lot harder, especially at 18 because you're not grown. You don't have the resources. You don't have the money. You don't have the stability and you don't have the experience. You don't have the wisdom. You don't have the knowledge. So here I was, super determined to have this baby, had my baby, and I think for her first six years of life, it was nothing but a lot of struggle and hustle and me trying to make things happen and turmoil at home sometimes, you know, toxic relationships. Me and her dad get along very well and I love him dearly, but, you know, our relationship was toxic. We're two young kids learning about life and have all these insecurities and don't know anything about anything, trying to raise a daughter. So that was a hard choice. My, I think my first hard choice that people may often confuse as a sacrifice. Even Leslie, right, will say things like she feels pressure because I sacrificed all of this. And I hate when she says that because I've never said that to her. I've never at least I've tried really hard not to make it seem like it was a sacrifice. It was something that I wanted to do, something I chose to do. And it was a hard choice, but I made it. And I think my life came out all the better for it and it made me a better person. And it was something I just really wanted to do. And then, you know, moving on from that, I've made other hard choices that to others might seem as sacrifices after, you know, being with her dad for six years and living with him and all of the turmoil there, I eventually decided to move in with my mom, with my kid, 
leave the city I've always lived in, move to the suburbs and take her out of her school and put her in a public school for the first time. But it was like in the suburbs. So, you know, I was like, oh, this is this will be fine. But that was a really hard choice that I had to make, a.k.a. sacrifice. But I did it because I had a vision for where I wanted my life to be, right? So I think a lot of people will say these are sacrifices or you you sacrifice so much to get here. Or, But I think when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it and you have a vision for your life and there's things you want to do, these things don't seem like sacrifices to you at the time. They're just things you have to do. There's just a step in the road, like steps I have to take. They're part of the journey. So I moved in with my mom, with my kid, and left her dad. And that was a hard choice. It was a hard choice, one, because my daughter's father at the time didn't want the separation. And I felt like I was dismantling this man's whole world to achieve a goal of mine, which was I wanted to move on in life. I wanted to graduate from college. I was in college. I was in, I was going to St. Peter's University. Shout out Peacocks. <laughs> I was, you know, I wanted to do that. I was interning at a radio station or trying to intern somewhere. I can't remember the exact timeline, but like I had all these goals for myself and I knew that with the partner I had, I wouldn't be able to achieve those goals because he wanted something else, right? He wanted a very like family life, simple life. And I had all these big dreams and I don't think he was comfortable with that. So he would get jealous. Even with me just going back to school, he was so insecure about it and it just wasn't going to work. You know, like I woke up in the middle of the night once and he was like, it woke me up. Me, my, this, this is the thing. I was working full time going to school full-time in the evening and interning and to wake up at one in the morning because someone is going through your phone and making a big noise and getting so frustrated, not being able to get in your phone. Like that was the tip of that. That's what really like solidified it for me. Like, oh no, we can't do this. Like I do too much during the day for you to wake me up in the middle of the night with, for, with this nonsense, you know, and all I'm trying to do is better myself. Right. And poor thing, like he didn't realize what he was doing. He's just like, oh, my God, I feel you pulling away. He just felt like I was, you know, leaving the grasp of his hand. And it was then I realized I have to make this hard choice. I have to leave here because this is not going to work. I have too many things I want to do and they don't align with his visions. Our visions don't align. And that is okay, Right. But it was a hard choice to make because I'm dismantling this man's vision for himself. Like he just wanted to be with his family and I'm like, I got to get out of here, right? So not only am I dismantling this man's life, I am shaking up my daughters. You know, she, what kid doesn't want both of their parents to be together? She's used to us, to waking up to both of us. She's used to, you know, having meals together, just living the life we were accustomed to living. and in the city that she like was born in. So, you know, that was a really hard choice to make, but it didn't feel like a sacrifice again. In the moment, it felt like just something I had to do to get to the next step. And even prior to that, prior to me leaving the house, the apartment I lived in to move in with my mom and, you know, leaving my daughter's father, 
separating, I don't want to say leave him, you know, separating and deciding to like uproot our whole lives. Prior to that, another hard decision I made was going back to school and all that risk that it involved. One, I was going to be super tired and that meant more time away from my kid besides my job, you know, what my job already required of me to be. I was going to school full-time in the evening. And when I made that initial decision, I was also making this decision knowing that my partner didn't really want me to go back to school and that he wasn't fully on board, that he felt weird about it. And I and I did that. I, I took the leap and I went back to school and I enrolled in school and I started going despite the wedge it would form in my family at the time. And a lot of people told me, they were like, oh, I'm happy you're better than yourself, but I hate when you go back to school because, you know, you neglect your your man when you do. People would say things like that <laughs> to me. Isn't that so bizarre? bizarre? Yeah, they would say that. And, you know, that that's just the environment I was in as well. So as you move on, la gente que te rodea cambia, people that are around you changes, your environment changes, you change, right? Bang. So I moved in with my mom and that was a hard, you know, it was a hard choice. And then, you know, adjust, I've never lived with my mother before. So then adjusting to that whole, that whole situation was a lot as well. And by the way, there's construction happening in my house. So if you hear anything, I'm so, so sorry. So moving in with my mother and adjusting to that, right, to living in the suburbs. I've never lived in a suburb before. And then living with my mother, that dynamic, I didn't know what that was going to be like. And it was challenging at times, even though we got closer than ever. And now I am 36 years old and my mother's my best friend. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life, hands down, because she taught me, it's like she put me back together. She showed me, she gave me the tools, learned how to budget my money, you know, learned a lot about you know, being self-sufficient what and what I needed to be in this world to survive and thrive, right? Because I think both prior to moving to my mom's house, I, I had the drive and I was always smart, but like I was very naive and I was very scared and I moved scared, you know? And I think she really, just looking at her and how she moved and how she operated, just put a battery in my back and was like, oh, you can do this. And I'm, you know, I'm following my mother's footsteps. Obviously I don't do everything my mom says or everything she suggests because she comes from a different time and she has, we, we want different things and we've lived different lives, but I follow like a good 75% of what my mom says and advises. And most of the time she has been true. And very, very few times has she been, has she been wrong? And I take, you know, I take what she says and I pick the parts that I need to take with me and what doesn't serve me, I leave it behind. But yeah, that that was essentially what changed everything, the trajectory of my life, making that hard choice, that hard decision, de mudarme con mi mamá, to move in with my mom. And yeah, it was a little humiliating. And yeah, I did have to listen to my mom and like follow rules as like a 25 year old in her house. Like it was weird for me. I had been living on my own since I was 18. And granted, like I had me and my partner had rules. Like, you know, I couldn't like hang out with my girlfriends all the time. It was very jealous and stuff. But in terms of like curfew and like just coming in and out of the house, like it was just weird for me. But we did it. 
you know, made that hard choice. And then work-wise, career-wise, you you make a lot of hard choices, right? So I had to do things like take the bus into the city from Paramus, where my mom lived in Jersey, and like wait in the cold when it was windy, when it was rainy, when it was, you know, snowstorms. And sometimes I would have to wait for over an hour if I missed a bus. You know, there's a lot of quote unquote sacrifice. But I'm telling you, when you are in alignment, when you are doing something and you are so sure of your purpose, you are so sure of your vision for yourself, it, it just seems like a step in the road. It just it's part of the journey. So it didn't feel like all these things were not sacrifices to me. There were hard choices that I had to like, that I was scared to make or that I hated doing. Like I hated taking the bus and then getting support authority and then taking the A train to the office or walking when I didn't have enough cash to fucking take the A train. Cause that was a real thing. I was making little to no money as an assistant, which, and I was a temp first and I was a temp for like two and a half years. They wouldn't give me any benefits because I was, you know, they could get away with things like that back then. But I did, I did it because I wanted to be in the building. I wanted to work at a record label. So you make all these hard choices, quote unquote sacrifices, but it just felt like it felt right. It felt like something I needed to do all the way to making the decision to finally move to LA because the industry was moving to LA. My new boyfriend who I'd been seeing for two years, who's now my husband, lived in LA. It just felt like the natural progression. And I made that hard choice to leave everything I had ever known. I had never lived away from family. I had I had never let, you know, I never went away to college, obviously, because I got pregnant. Like I never had that experience of even traveling alone. You know what I mean? No, I'm lying. I went to Thailand by myself. But, you know, it was just such, and, and not only would I be moving across the country to somewhere I've never lived with not anyone I knew, like I didn't know anyone in LA except for my boyfriend. I was uprooting my daughter yet again and taking her with me across that country. So I was going to be raising a child by myself with my boyfriend, obviously, but essentially by myself in another country, in another state across the country, you know, with no helping hand in sight. The only reason I was able to make all these hard choices, all these quote unquote sacrifices was because I always had my village around me. I had my mother there. I had, you know, our families close by. It was like another hard choice that I had to make and I made it. And here we are, you know, Seven years later, still living in LA, trying to get back to the East Coast, maybe one day. But yeah, all of those hard choices didn't feel like sacrifice, right? And all these years, like I carried the decisions my parents made, the quote unquote sacrifices that they made, right? And have felt like, oh, I have to make them proud because of the sacrifices they made. But like they wanted to come here. You know, they wanted to come here because they wanted to do something different for their lives. And it was a hard choice for them to make to leave family and stuff behind. But that doesn't mean that it felt like a sacrifice to them. Like they were sacrificing themselves. They're not martyrs. You know, I think sometimes we don't give people 
the credit. Like, no, I made a hard decision because it's something I wanted to do. It was a mean, a means to the end. Like, they wanted to be here. So they came here and they'll, they took a bunch of jobs and they work a bunch of jobs that they were overqualified for because that's just what they had to do. Right. And then, yes, my dad put me in private school my whole life, but that's because he wanted to do that because he loved education. He loves schooling. He loves that stuff. And he wanted me to have a great education. And also because back in Ecuador, if you don't go to private school, uh, uh, it's like a big deal. Like everyone goes to private school there. Like you only go to public school if you're like really poor and those schools are really bad. So it's also because maybe he didn't know better and he didn't know the societal norms in this country. So no, I, I, I finally, well, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but I now look at it like, no, no fueron sacrificios. Fueron decisiones tomadas conscientemente y porque querían. So there were conscious decisions made because they wanted to make them just like the hard decisions I made in my lifetime have been because I wanted to make them because I really wanted to do something. And it was just a step in that direction that I needed to take. Didn't feel, I don't feel like a martyr. I'm not a martyr because I had a kid at 18. I wanted to have my baby. Did I get pregnant on purpose? No, but it almost feels like it was written, right? Because who would have thought? If you knew me back then especially, I would have gotten it. You would have thought she would go and have an abortion and have it taken care of because I worked. You know, I had the money for it. But it was just like, you know, someone brought up this topic to me the other day. It was actually my old brother, Jack. Shout out to him, the originator. He was like, you should make a an episode based on sacrifices because you know all the sacrifices you made and I was like yeah that's a good idea and the more I thought about it I'm like sacrifices I made what sacrifices did I make these are just all choices these are just all on the road to where I, I have to get to you know these are just steps along the way it's never felt like a sacrifice and I never want my daughter to feel like having her at a young age was a sacrifice and that she has to perform for me because of the sacrifices I made. No, these are things, things I've done in my life is because I've wanted to do them, right? Because I see a vision for myself and, and have know what I want my life to look like. And I've been taking steps to get to that vision, right? To get to that world. And I, I still have, I'm 36 and I still haven't gotten to what you know, I want my life to look like my life looks better now than it did when I was in my early 20s. I would hope so. And I think I am going in the direction that I'm supposed to be going in. And, you know, I just feel like not everything is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice when you do something that you don't want to do for an end goal that you're not really aligned with. Like it's a sacrifice for me to give up my Sunday to watch football with someone, right? When all I want to do is enjoy my Sunday another way. That's a sacrifice. Like doing something that you don't want to do for an end goal that you're not trying to get to. You know what I mean? Like that, those are sacrifices. I haven't sacrificed anything. Everything I've done, I've done because I've wanted to get here. There are hard choices I had to make. Was I always confident in my choices? No, sometimes I was scared. I was, I was scared to leave my dad, my daughter's father. Not scared because... 
in a way that I just didn't want to regret it. I was afraid of the regret. I was afraid of ruining people's lives. And I didn't know what the outcome would be. I didn't know how this was going to affect Leslie down the line. And it has affected her. And I am responsible for that those effects. But I'm okay with that. I live with that because at the end of the day, I knew that if I was going to progress, it was going, it wasn't going to be with him by my side, unfortunately. And I was never going to be able to make him happy either because I couldn't dedicate my life to the things that he wanted me to dedicate my life to. Right. So that would just create a hostile environment for Leslie. So yes, at the end of the day, I did make the best decision and I'm confident in all the decisions I've made, whether they're mistakes or failures. I don't think I've gotten it right every time, but I think there are things that they were things that needed to to happen in order for me to get to my end goal, right? Or, or become the person I am today. And even in business, right? In my career, like, yes, I did an internship and I did, I did the, the errands. I got the coffee. I took the cars to the car wash. I went to the dry cleaners. I did a lot of things that probably hurt my ego and I maybe wouldn't do now. And I know for sure I wouldn't do now as an adult. And looking back, if I were to look back at, at my teenager self, I would encourage her not to do those things. But I did them because I was eager and they didn't seem like hard things. They just seemed like things I had to do to get ahead, to show that I had good work ethic. And at the time it was common, you know, it was common practice and I didn't know any better. Right. But it never felt hard because I really wanted to be there. I really wanted to work at a label. I really I love the environment. I was thriving. I felt good waking up every morning and going to work, even though I had a, a whack ass commute. I hated my commute. Lo odiaba, pero lo hacía. Lo hacía porque al final me encantaba mi trabajo, me encantaba la carrera que escogí y sabía que era en camino a eso que yo iba a llegar. Por esos medios, you know, I knew that these were the steps I had to take. You know, I had to wait at that bus stop. I had to take the train. I had to do things I didn't want to do at work. But at the end of the day, I loved the environment I was in. I loved going to work. I loved being there. And I knew what I wanted for my life. And I knew what career I wanted to work in music and I was doing it. So I didn't mind the little bullshit. What everyone thought was so hard and thought I was sacrificed. It wasn't a sacrifice because I wanted to do those things. I wanted that end goal. Right. So a sacrifice for me now would be like, now I know the difference. A sacrifice is like doing something like, like I said, watching football on a Sunday when I don't want to just to please somebody else, right? I'm not pleasing myself or, you know, I don't know. But like if the end, if they're, if I'm not aligned with that end goal and I have to do something to get to someone else's end goal, that feels like a sacrifice. You know, like honestly me living in LA at this time when I don't have to anymore because my partner wants to be here, that is a sacrifice. This is a sacrifice that I'm making, all right? It doesn't feel like a hard choice that I'm making because in the long run, it's something I want or it's a, a means to an end. No, it's a sacrifice. I'm doing this for someone else. So now I can fully tell the difference and I can tell you that, you know, maybe your parents, they made hard choices for you, but those are things that they wanted to do. And it's it's a disservice to say that they were a sacrifice. And don't call what I, what I do, what I've done to get to this point in my life, a sacrifice is no, they're a result of my hard work and my hard choices that I made that never felt like a sacrifice. I just did them because 
I wanted to do it. Like if I, me going to the gym because I want to be fit is not a sacrifice. There are choices I make every day because I, I want to be healthy, you know? Well, yeah. Well, that's my rant for the day, chicos. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Keeping it short today because I have a lot to do, but I hope you guys have a prosperous week full of love and healthy choices, hard choices that you want to make. And I hope that we're all aligned in our purpose and in what we want to do and how we want to live our lives. So yeah, shout out to those hard choices. I love it here. I wouldn't change a thing. And and if you are in a state of like having to make some sacrifices, that's cool too. You do that too. But I think it's important that we know the difference between a hard choice and a sacrifice. And there is indeed a difference. All right, guys. Well, me voy. Los dejo. I'll leave you guys alone now. I hope you enjoy this. Los amo y los veré pronto. Ciao.